This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to a Drink of Ages radio show. I am John Denman, your host for the next hour, and DJ Muskrush, our producers, hanging out, spinning all the good music and stuff you're going to be hearing throughout the show, doing a mighty fine job for a Drink of Ages radio. And I, and I was actually, Muskrush, we're thinking, I was thinking the other day, uh, it's like we, we have to be coming up on some sort of anniversary because uh, we've been over here for a year now. Uh, something maybe I don't know. This <laughs> last year went by really fast, <laughs> but it seems like it seems like the yeah. Since uh, old buddy Guillermo decided to move back to Miami, um, yeah, and, and Muskrat took over. But yeah, I don't know. I think we uh, need to look at that, man. Figure that out because uh, I feel it's still another reason to celebrate's coming up. So, I hope everybody is drinking some good beer. We're going to be talking about some good beers that we're drinking right now. The show sponsor this week is Rogue Ale's Chocolate Stout. And one thing that February is known for is Valentine's Day. And also it is Stout Month, National Stout Month. And which is, you know, pretty much every month could be Stout Month. But it's it's a reason to celebrate both. Um, And Rogue Ale's Chocolate Stout is definitely one of my favorite ones out there. It is phenomenal beer. You can find it out there. Go get some. You can get some here at the Drink of Ages Pub. So tonight, tonight our guest is um, some of the new ones, new brewery around Houston. Uh, beautiful facility off of Washington. We have Platypus Brewery, and we have Carrie and Sean hanging out with us. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. How are you? Very well. Thanks for having us. I'm glad you guys could make it by. Uh, every time that uh, I drive by Platypus, you guys seem to be doing a phenomenal business over there, but the, the good beer definitely helps. Uh, having uh, some tasty beer is definitely very good for the business model. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've been, look, we've been well supported in the four months that we've been open, and uh, we couldn't be happier in, in the way it's unfolding. But as you, as you say, it's all about the beer, which... Uh, I look over at Kerry because well, she's very <laughs> responsible for that. Uh, no, no, Carrie, Carrie, you're the, the, the brewmaster over there, and you are making phenomenal beer. But I, I have to tell you, there's something else that I think about, and that's your little meat and cheese tray that you guys do. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just like, man, I just, that little jelly that you put on it or something, it's just, just delicious. It goes delicious, well with the beers. For sure. Oh, fantastic! And I won't I won't talk too much about our upcoming menu that may or may not have that charcuterie plate <laughs> on there. Uh-oh. So I don't want to put too many disappointments out there early. So uh, I'll keep but you hanging. But if it doesn't, it'll have something even better. That's something right. even better. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that, that's always a good favorite of mine over there. No, but you guys have a, a, a beautiful facility. Uh, it's the old was it the Drake Club? Is yeah, that it was what it an was? old dodgy nightclub. Yes, yeah. uh, I can only imagine what went on inside there uh, I when we were fitting it out. Would imagine that there was a lot of sterilization <laughs> that went on. <laughs> yeah, we went through a few rubber gloves, um, <laughs> but uh, swing, swung a few axes and and were able to basically build our vision. And I think it's. 
look, we're very, I'd say, yeah, we are very happy with the way it's come out. It's it's pretty much, that's the way we envisaged it. it wonderful bones to that building, and, and uh, we like to think that we've made the most of that and created a wonderful space for, for Houstonians to hang out. And the location is not bad either. Just to put that out there, the, to get get that close to downtown there in Washington, it's a, it's a it's great, a nice view of the city and very accessible from all over the place. Definitely. It seems like that part of the neighborhood is kind of in a revitalization period. Nice to be on the forefront. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, because that, you know, that's another thing that that neighborhood. <laughs> it's nice to see it revitalized. Yeah, much much better things to do around there than what you know, than what I was <laughs> what I'd rather be doing. It's, yeah, the DJ's in tears here. I think he's uh, yeah, right, right. There's some stories here which we may or may not uncover tonight. Yeah. Well, there's still some places, you know, in between Washington and Dallas and that area that you can pretty much find whatever you want to in Houston. I don't know how that still exists, but, yeah, it's still a little shady over there. <laughs> but you guys you guys did a, a great spot, and, and the cool thing is that when you're driving down Washington, uh, all, all that's on the side is that little backlit platypus, right? Correct. Although, uh, yeah, the backlit, the backlit platypus is on the side of the building there, up on the brickwork. We have just added a uh, a street side uh, platypus brewing sign as well. Oh yeah. So that's that's uh, basically right at the front of the building, uh, above where some new tenants will be uh, shortly, uh, and that's just been put on in the last three three weeks or so. So you guys did your opening in October. And September 30, actually. September 30th? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So how, how has it been so far? I mean, has, have you guys like blown your expectations away, or have you had a chance to actually sit down and think about how it's been? Uh, yeah, look, yeah, we laugh because it, it has been a wonderful journey. Uh, I think from uh, putting my uh, sort of economic hat on for, for just a moment, uh, uh, from a business plan perspective, we're, we're certainly um, – hitting the targets that we would hope we would we would hit but the key for us is to ensure that we continue to push that we continue to make wonderful product we continue to serve the Houston market understand where they may currently be underserved and, and help to, to fill that void uh, and obviously uh, create a wonderful continue to create a wonderful space or to continue to push a wonderful space for Houstonians to hang out so there's a number of elements in what we were trying to uh, create we think we've done that well uh, however, you know, we, we won't rest with that. We'll continue to push, which is just uh, part of our business plan. Is there something that, that you guys had planned on and was really gung-ho about that didn't quite work out? Or is there something that you didn't think was going to be as successful that turned out to be even more successful? Uh, I didn't plan on being brewing at capacity since we started brewing. I thought maybe I could ease into it a little bit, but that hasn't happened. But that's a good problem now. That is a good problem, yeah. And then our Rang of Red Ale was kind of a surprise. I said, oh, we should make this red ale because we need a different color spectrum in our beers. And I said, I've brewed with this hop before. It's one people either love or they hate. So we'll probably just brew it once. And right out of the gates after our IPA, that was our number two beer. I think that's the one of the ones that we had on here, and it has done really well. Yeah, people seem to really like it, so I was wrong on that front also. <laughs> yes, it's always the ones. And we, we also had a brown ale, actually, that uh, 
it's called the H-Town Enigma, and it's called Enigma for a reason. We, we brewed it, and look, it was, it was a nice-tasting beer. Was it exactly what we envisaged? Probably not, but uh, we, we did put it on tap because we thought it, it hit all the quality and taste profiles that we were looking for, uh, and sure enough, it went out the door like hotcakes. We brewed it again, same deal, and we've, we've taken it off for the moment to bring it back on as a seasonal but that's why we call it the Enigma, because Kerry and I just basically looked at each other and shrugged our shoulders and went, well, we didn't see that coming. It's a super light-bodied brown, and I was like, oh, this is weird, but it doesn't taste bad, so let's try it. And then people are like, where's the brown? I like it because it's light-bodied. I'm like, more power to you. Is that sticking <laughs> right around that same 5%, 5.5% mm-hmm. ABV? Yeah. Exactly right. Very nice. So it'll come out in the spring probably again when it's a little warmer. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk more about well, Carrie being a brewmaster. We're going to talk some brewing, and then exactly how this whole plan came together, because uh, I think everybody's from all over the world. So we'll get to that and have some more pints, and everybody stay tuned. Drink of Ages, be right back.
Troy Witherspoon from Buffalo Bay Brewing Company is here to tell us about a new badass beer. We have Big Black Cowbell coming out on draft. About a week after that, you'll be able to find Bombers. Big Black Cowbell is a hoppy American stout. This beer may come across intimidating at first, but really it is enjoyable across a plethora of occasions. You can whip it out at dinner parties, your mom's birthday party, first dates, graduations, you name it. It's a Big Black Cowbell. This is Chris from Beers Looking at You, the newest craft beer spot in Clear Lake, Webster area. If you're coming down to Galveston or stopping by NASA, check us out every day, noon to midnight. You can bring in your own grower. You can pick one up here. We have 39 taps to choose from. We're half beer store. We've got everything from Houston, Texas, and beyond. Be sure to check out our live draft list on our website, beerslookingatyou.com, or through the Digital Pour app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks. back on and we are live over at drink of ages pub 1005 wall drive uh, i've never been by and you stop in and we have 32 pretty extremely badass beers on tap all the time and over 200 different bottles and cans that you can drink here take to go and we fill growlers so that's my self-promotion for this show <laughs> and our guest our guest this week is platypus brewing carrie and sean so how did this whole how long have you guys been working on this before you got open? Like how, how did this plan come together? Yeah. Um, so the, the plan actually spans two continents. So my wife and I had this business plan back, back in Australia, um, probably 2010 to 2011. And it, it was born out of just my passion for, for craft brewing and, and my passion for uh, creating something. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a corporate guy of many years and... And it was maybe call it a midlife crisis. I'm not sure, but it was it was looking for a change and looking to to direct my attention and efforts into something that I'm passionate about. So, uh, me sort of having a business background, I put together a business plan, uh, put myself on a, um, a master brew course or a bridge course uh, to to understand the, the pure science of beer. I've been a home brewer for many years, but I uh, wanted to take that to the next level. And together, my wife and I. Uh, had a look at the feasibility of, of doing this in Brisbane, Australia, actually, which was at that time a very underserved market. There weren't any breweries in, or microbreweries or craft breweries in Brisbane at the time, as recent as 2011. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So to me, I saw, I thought, well, this is this is this begging for it. So uh, we lived in a nice part of Brisbane too, right near the river. It just would have been very accessible by ferries. So it was it was the right business plan. Uh, but anyway, as, as life does, it, it intervenes. And uh, my wife being from Houston, we decided to move back uh, across the pond, so to speak, to uh, Houston back in 2015. And so we thought we can't do it in Brisbane because we, we need to own and control it. Uh, so uh, step forward a few years to 2015, we dusted off the business plan. Uh, I, uh, I was looking at private equity, oil and gas, or um, or a brewery, and and uh, I did two months. I did a two-month feasibility, and that was March 2015, and here we are. <laughs> I mean, 
Oil and gas is fun and all, oh. but <laughs> it, it, it yeah, did like kind of take a downturn there for a little while where beer will always go go <laughs> the right direction. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty phenomenal. And I, and and like I said, it was 2011 was uh, the first brewery for the first brewery was in in Brisbane. Yeah, uh, there there were a couple just outside. Uh, now, if you went back there, there would be, there'd be numerous. Well, now yeah. I mean, just a variety of Australian hops is pretty phenomenal that weren't around you know several years ago they've really come along in leaps and bounds i think uh, as most your listeners would know we've got a a, a phenomenal phenomenal uh wine growing region and hops growing regions in australia so some wonderful wines come out of there similar climates for hops uh growing down in sort of uh, tasmania in the very south and uh and also parts of victoria and you're absolutely right they're coming out with some incredible hop varieties and obviously goes to our brands, we thought we would incorporate uh, many of those varieties into our beers, uh, and which which are in the IPA, and or most of our beers actually, but uh, certainly in our IPAs, Vic Secret and a few of the other wonderful hops that Kerry's been able to um, manage into those into those uh, recipes. So Kerry, we're talking with Platypus Brewery right here in Houston, Texas, off of Washington. Is the address actually Washington or Center Street? Washington. It is off Washington. Okay. And, yeah, just right there, just on the west side of downtown. Uh, Gary, you, so you came along, and but you were brewing beer on the west coast. I was. I was the head brewer and basically ran Lost Coast Brewery in Northern California. So we had just opened our huge production facility. Uh, it was a 120-barrel brew house. We had a bunch of crazy fun equipment. I did that. I had been there for five years, but we just transitioned into our new plant. And I was kind of over sitting behind a computer and managing 30 guys that I just wanted to punch in the face most of the time. <laughs> and my husband had a job opportunity here. And at first I was like, oh, Texas, have fun. See you in a few months. But because I'm from a very liberal hippie community and I didn't know that Houston actually has a bunch of open-minded it's yeah, we're trying to keep it a little secret so <laughs> yeah. everybody doesn't move down here <laughs> i've actually said that i'm like i think houston is way cooler than they let out because they don't want everyone coming here so i got fed up one day and it i got online and looked to see if there were any jobs in houston it was the same day he posted the platypus job so i think it was fate i sent him my resume and he called me up and said i'm in australia can you do a phone interview next weekend i said i can do better than that i'm going to be in houston next weekend so shocker we met at a beer bar where we had the job interview and <laughs> drank a, a couple beers good place uh, to do that yeah. yes and i kept up with him beer for beer and at one point i was like this might be inappropriate we're on like ipa number three but <laughs> i can hold my own well that's one of those that during an interview it's like is he watching this i mean what exactly should i drink more or should i that's you know, what i was thinking i was like wait should i stop or he's like well i'm having another one and i'm it's hard. You have to twist my arm to get me to say no. So I was like, well, I'll have another one. Yeah. I'm still fine. So, yeah, then both my husband and I got the job, so we moved on down. Perfect. Yeah, no, that's, that's uh, what Lost Coast is just outside of Los Angeles, right? No, it's super northern California. Okay. It's, uh, Eureka, like Humboldt County. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. No, that's a, so it's a little bit different brewing system. A little bit different, yes. <laughs> than what you were, what you had over there. Yeah, it's, it, the one over there was sit in front of a computer and it did everything for you. This one is, 
I'm the computer and I do everything <laughs> for me. So you are the mashed hunster. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's quite funny actually. When we first started up, I, I mentioned to Kerry, you know, should we uh, buy a little pilot system to to test some beers and. Kerry basically laughed, looked at the uh, brewery system we have and says, that is a te- pilot test system. <laughs> so I was basically put in my place from the get-go. Yeah. Because well, I used to just, when I had a new recipe, we would test it on the 120-barrel system. <laughs> and we never had a batch we couldn't sell. So I was like, don't worry about it. I got this under control. It'll be fine. And I get, had to keep telling him that. It'll be fine. Are you sure? Yes. It'll be fine. That's that's pretty, pretty good because, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're brewing on a – the pilot system here, uh, basically. Yeah. Carries home brew system. <laughs> what size system is it? Oh, it's a ten barrel. Ten system, barrel yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, you guys have an, a big variety of beers, so there's there's a lot of brewing going on over there. There's a lot of brewing going on. Our tanks are full at all times. Yeah, that's our motto. Uh, keep the tanks full, uh, and and we'll move it. And as I said, we've been well supported in the Houston community, and we we like we would like to think that we'll continue to be so provided we're on our game and that's providing them with uh with new and interesting brews and ones that that suit the climate and and the palates for for houston well i'm having some of the tropo 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 okay i know there's two p's but uh, (laughs) there's so many different languages here that it's like i don't can't pronounce all these words anymore but um tropo and it is it's a phenomenal beer very good that one on saturday uh, everybody kept coming up talking about this beer at the event we had Saturday. Nice. Uh, we wanted to do a beer with us that featured Australian fruit, so it has mango and passion fruit, but I don't enjoy a beer that tastes like soda or a beer that tastes like fruit. I want to make a fruit beer that tastes like beer. So you get a lot of it in the aroma, and you can taste it, but it's not overpowering. That's a really good hot day beer yeah, it is. there there are a lot of passion fruit beers out there that actually belong on the buffet line at a cruise ship <laughs> and because it's just it just tastes like juice i was like eh. yeah no kind of lost the beer there exactly this yeah. one tastes like beer but you can still smell the mango and passion fruit it's in there but it's not overpowering it is delicious Thank and you. so i'm going to get a refill real quick we're going to take a break come back we'll talk more platypus brewing company and everybody say do
So there's our brewing company up there up in Conroe is making another badass beer. Heather is here to tell us more about that one. So upcoming, we have the uh, third release of our new Art Hand series, um, which, if you're not familiar with, involves uh, us pairing up with a local Houston artist to design a special, unique label for our can. And then we put a unique one-off beer in the can. So third installation is called Half Nelson IPA. So this IPA is half Nelson Sivan hops from New Zealand and half mosaic. So it should be pretty citrusy, floral, delicious. Um, and then on the can, we have our in-house Southern Star Associate actually designed this can. His name's Keith Amador. So he did a really cool uh, luchador wrestling half Nelson design. So uh, pretty excited about it, actually. That, that's going to be available in cans and in drafts, so you can find it all over Houston and actually a lot of other places. We'll have it at uh, any local HBs, Kroger's, uh, major grocery store chains, bars, uh, Drink of Ages Pub, I'm sure. <laughs> so check us out. Hey, we're down here in Dickinson, Texas at a new winery and cider company, Duo, and we have the owners, Craig and Raquel, hanging out. Tell us about your company. We have over 20 varieties of wines from our family vineyard. We currently have our Rodeo Star brand hard apple and cherry ciders available on draft and 16-ounce cans with more delicious varieties on the way. We are open from Wednesday to Friday from 4 to 10 p.m., Saturday from noon to 10 p.m., Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. Check us now on Facebook. Venha nos visitar. Drink of Ages, we're back and still having a few pints over here at the pub. Uh, just had some of that Tropo, and now we're going to switch gears a little bit to this double IPA. So while I'm pouring that, Carrie, I want to tell you know, how, how did you get started brewing, and especially were you originally from California? I'm originally from California, and when I graduated from college, like all responsible people, I moved to the French Quarter in New Orleans. <laughs> That's, that's very responsible and of you. And I told my parents I was not getting a grown-up job till I was 30, and they really liked that. That's when the money was really cut off. <laughs> and so I was waiting tables at the Crescent City Brew House, and about a year into that, I was like, oh, I can't do this forever. So I went back to school to be a dentist. I had to finish up my prereqs for dental school. And while I was doing that, the brewer came up to me one day and said, all those classes I see you studying in here for, you can use those to make beer. I said, well, that sounds like a better idea. <laughs> all he did was sit and drink beer all day and eat at the bar, and I thought that was great. So he started taking me to, like, events with him, and everybody in the brewing industry is super nice. So I knew as a woman I needed to have an education and a leg up. I couldn't just walk in and say, hey, I'm a home brewer. Give me a job because they'd say, can you lift 50-pound sacks? I still get that. It's like, yeah, I can throw a 50-pound sack. Did I ask you that one? You did not ask me that <laughs> Fantastic. one. <laughs> Fantastic. And so I ended up going to brewing school, and then I moved back to California, and I did my internship at Carl Strauss, and they hired me afterwards, and I've been in the industry ever since. I don't blame you for the switch because <laughs> I, I don't understand how people can honestly be a dentist. I, there was one point in my life where I wanted to be a dentist, so I went and I worked for a dentist over in Greenspoint oh, yeah. and just and I was like a dental assistant and it was just through high school and just thinking that maybe I wanted to be I knew I wanted to be in a medical career which you know completely worked out better for me right. that I didn't get into that <laughs> but 
Yeah, after dealing with people's teeth, and I, I've always taken, I've never had a cavity in my life, right? Me so, yeah, fantastic. High five. Don't need many of Not those. Not many of us. <laughs> And so, you know, it's like I expected people to kind of do the same thing, but I quickly realized that people do not take care of their teeth. And I did not want to look and floss anybody's teeth ever again, I especially also the English. I, I have no <laughs> fine motor coordination either, so I would not have been capable of doing it. Yeah. I said to my mom, why didn't you tell me that? She goes, you, I knew you'd figure it out. It's like, okay, <laughs> thanks, Mom. So nobody would want you drilling on them then? No, no, that's a bad idea. He's seen me fall in the drain before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> should not be touching people's mouths. So you went and spent some time, some responsible time down in New Orleans. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, I honestly feel like every young adult needs to go spend at least six months. Yeah, five years. Or, <laughs> or five years. Or five years. <laughs> <laughs> down in New Orleans. Ten months or six months. Yeah, five years, though. I mean, at that point, I mean, that's a that's a great time. That was a great time. Yes. My liver is not so happy with me, but it was a great time. <laughs> um, so once you once you decided that you wanted to brew beer and how easy was it to get that first job? Uh, well, for me, it was actually really easy because after I paid Carl Strauss to do my 400 hour internship there. And they saw what a hard worker I was. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll hire this chick. She just paid us like $3,000 to work for us all summer. <laughs> so that wasn't hard. And then once I got the first job, it's been easy for me to find Was it $3,000 your beer bill or what was that? Huh. Was that your beer tape <laughs> for the first month? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to charge you for your internship, <laughs> but your tab you need to pay. Right. And that's, yeah, that's half right. off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like working here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get a paycheck. Mm, how much beer is on your tab? Yeah. Kegs. Kegs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. And because as, as Muskratch was talking with you earlier, that there there are not enough women brewing beer. And for whatever reason, you know, just, just for, well, I guess one reason is there weren't that many breweries. And now that there's more breweries out there that there's actually opportunity for people to get jobs and women love beer. Yes, women do love beer and you have to be a woman that is fine with being hot and sweaty and dirty and being physical all day long and that might be part of it. There are a lot of women that like to do that but I think there's probably more women that don't like that. Like his wife will walk in and look at me and she'll just start laughing because <laughs> yes, I'm just will. covered in head to toe in yeast and dust and there's stuff in my hair and <laughs> and you're loving every second of it yeah well maybe not great. but at the end of the day you're loving every yes. you're loving you're glad you did it this summer I went into Subway to get us lunch and the lady <laughs> said oh honey are you okay and I said yeah why she goes oh I thought you were homeless <laughs> no, I was like, no, I just have a really dirty job. Like, that's awesome. A lot of women don't want to be mistaken as homeless in the middle of their work day. <laughs> no, nor... Uh, At you got your sandwich for free. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you don't ever want to tell a woman they look tired either. No. That's another thing you or never want to Or are you sick? It's like, yeah. No. So now, especially after beers that we're drinking right now, so this is a double IPA that you guys just came out with. Mm. Yes. yes. The, uh, the Rock and Mole which is named after a, oh, I'm a rugby fanatic or tragic, I, I, uh, I call it. So <laughs> IPA is called the box kick, which is a uh, type of uh, kick in, in rugby. And this is the ruck and maul, which is uh, 
a beautiful beer. I'll hand over to Kerry. This is purely her creation. I think she's uh, done a wonderful job with it. Hey, thanks. Our IPA to me is super tropical, so I wanted to go more like the citrus route, and then I took it a step farther and just want to do like a grapefruit. So it's a kind of a grapefruit bomb. It's super smooth, and it's 9%, so it's kind of dangerous. 9.6. Oh, yeah, it's 9.6%. <laughs> so this is part of my why I'm taking a break from drinking this week. I drank a lot <laughs> of that last week. Just to make sure it was good for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah, you I have to like do your quality check control. Check it for Super Bowl, you know, and yes. want tourists having it. And it would be wrong. Yeah, it's a very drinkable, very smooth, rounded double IPA, So, uh, which which is wonderful but dangerous all in the same sentence. So, um, yeah, take care with this, kids. Yeah, it would be uh, the warning on the label. Yeah. And, and the biggest ABV beer you guys made so far. Yes. Our new Imperial Stout's 9%, but that one's a little bit bigger. And uh, actually, the Rucker Mall Double plus the uh, Chain Rattler Imperial Stout form what we call our um, um, Silver Spur series. So that's our big, bold beers. So... Uh, We've got two out of the rack right now. Uh, we'll continue to build on that uh, as, as we go through. So Silver Spurs series. Uh, you mentioned rugby. And yeah, I love watching rugby. I don't know what the hell's going on half the time. But um, uh, this was actually when I was in much better shape going to the gym a whole lot. And I started meeting these guys. Of course, they, were, you know, they had about six inches height on me and probably 50 pounds. And they, they played rugby here in Houston. And so, yeah, I started talking to them. They're like, man, you should come out and play rugby with us sometime. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. I was seeing what happens. I'm going to be the new guy out there and probably the smallest one out there. And, yeah, I'm six foot. And these guys are like 6'6", six, 6'10", six, six, you know, 250 to 280 and solid. I was like, nah, man, you guys just go ahead and wrestle all you want. I'm, I'm just going to sit back and watch. Yeah, it's a wonderful game. The game they play in heaven, as they say. Game to play in heaven because <laughs> they get killed playing it. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, I've gone close a few times. But yeah. Anyway, all right, let's take a break and we get back. We'll uh, man, only one more segment left. A drink of ages. So hope everybody out there is having a great night. And um, grab another beer. Do what you need to do. And drink of ages. Be right back. Thank you. 
Sam's Wake and Bake from Buffalo Bay Brewing Company is one of my favorite beers that's being made around Houston right now. Delicious. And Troy Witherspoon is going to tell us more about that one. Yeah, Sam's Wake and Bake is our Sam's Daily Cream Ale. Uh, it's 5.8%. Sam's Wake and Bake, uh, we take Temperado Espresso Coffee Beans from Amaya Coffee Roasters. Uh, Madagascar vanilla beans so this beer has a beautiful coffee nose finishes soft like vanilla and uh, still clear like uh, that beautiful Sam's Daily cream ale hey good beer drinkers this is Garrison the head brewer Spindle Tap if you're digging IPAs these days you should definitely try our new West Coast style IPA hop gusher you can get a lot of dank tropical notes from the excessive amounts of Amarillo Citra Mosaic we just started canning it last week so come pick it up fresh from our brewery at 10622 Hirsch Road. You can also get it freshly poured at Drink of Ages Pub. Also look for it at your nearest grocery store soon. Check us out at spindletapbrewery.com. Back for the the last segment, uh, which might be might be a good thing because uh, Double IPA is pouring nice and easy at this point. Um, as Sean pours them another another just quality <laughs> yeah, control bring, five ounce Indian sample. Gator, I know I am. Yeah, you know, just making sure that you know it, it's it's good. Understand? How does it travel in a glass gorilla? Mm, very well. <laughs> so platypus name, I mean, you have to. We got to talk about that because uh, for one. Platypus is one of the most interesting creatures that either evolution got or whatever happened to that damn thing. Yeah, it's one of the neatest, most weird creatures that you see around. Yeah, look, it's um, yeah. Why the platypus? It's 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 the million dollar question, right? So it's it's a number of reasons. Uh, I think first and foremost, it's uniquely identifiable as as an Australian animal. Clearly, so. And for those of you, I'm sure most of you know, but for those of you who don't, it's it's an egg-laying mammal, which is uh, rather unique. Uh, so it, it is uniquely identifiable as Australia, and that's part of our brand. That's who we are. Uh, obvious for, for me, uh, my business partner Morgan is an Australian or dual citizen. Uh, my lovely wife is also a dual citizen. She's American and then uh, an Aussie as well now. So it's a good representation of us. Secondly... It's a bit tongue-in-cheek, so it's, it's a bit of a goofy animal, as we mentioned, and that comes to our sense of humour as well. So uh, there was definitely that aspect to it. I think, thirdly, uh, Morgan, uh, my good friend and, and business partner, he grew up with them on the farm back, back home, and, and uh, so you know, they're obviously Indigenous to Australia. And lastly, you know, from a pure business standpoint, it, it's, it's a wonderful brand. It's, it's something that stands out. It's as I say, uniquely identifiable. And I think for for a market such as North America, to start with, I mean, it's we had fun decorating the animal in, in, in the artwork that we've used and that we created, and we think it pops and we think it's it's something that stands out in the market. So that's important as well. So it's on a number of levels as to why, why the platypus. Well, one thing that I learned researching you guys is if there is more than one platypus, it's called platypi. <laughs> and I don't know if that's true or not, but well, I thought that was interesting. One. Yeah, look, we do refer to the plural as platypi, and we, we have a nice little club at the at the brewery called the Platypi Club, uh, which people can sign up and, and get exclusive access to, to new releases and whatnot. 
but I think if you look at the Oxford Dictionary or these days Wikipedia or whatever else on, online, um, platypuses is is a wonderful is is a correct uh, pronunciation yeah. of, of okay. the plural. So that could be more fun to say. Yes, we, we have other fun platypus facts. Yeah. Do you know any more? <laughs> well, one thing, I don't, another question that popped in my head is: Do people eat platypus eggs? Um, possibly, but not that I know. Yeah, and certainly not done in my family. Out in the back country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that the platypus is poisonous? No. It has a poisonous stinger in its back claw. Wow. So they can spur. A spur, yes. Part of our silver spur, which is Texas and platypus. Okay. They also have, he hates when I say this, a three-pronged penis. Google it. What? Yeah. That's it, like fun for everybody. Uh, at that I, point. I'm not sure if that's <laughs> fun for everybody. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Check it out. It's the Sounds like hard yeah. work. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the you know, U of H. They have the uh, their little hand signal they do. <laughs> the U of H. Yeah, never mind. However that works out. There we, we go. We won't get into that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. I'm going to have to look up a picture. You should. I showed one of my friends. He said, don't ever show that to me again. <laughs> and, and I was happy just to go with the verbiage. I didn't actually <laughs> need to see a picture. But anyway. I actually knew this before Platypus Brewery. This came up years ago. That's why I know that fact. Don't ask me why. <laughs> yeah, you know, you learn a lot in New Orleans. <laughs> a lot of fun things happen in New Orleans. Uh, no, it's pretty awesome, man. I'm glad you guys opened up. And you opened up relatively quietly. That was the other thing, and because I mean, people were going, "Hey, have you heard of a platypus?" No, I mean, they opened up right down the street, and within like a couple of months, you guys had opened up. Yeah, so our plan was uh, knowing some of the difficulties that other breweries have had uh, with the planning processes here, we we managed the communication process to ensure that we um, you know, maintain integrity. So we didn't want to go out there and make promises that we couldn't live up to. And when things are out of your control, and I think as people who own breweries or work in breweries or building breweries know in this town, a lot of it's out of your control when you start the planning process. You have to be very careful in your messaging. And so for us it was, is get it done, build it, and as soon as we get to that point where it's back in our control, we can start to uh, to promote. So we've been going quite aggressively in the social media, uh, and I think that's been quite successful for us. Uh, but that's once things were back in our own control that we could do that. So for us, it was all about integrity, integrity of messaging. Yeah, because so many times, that, like even breweries and planning now that I talk to, they're like, oh, man, we're going to be open in three or four months. And then that time comes and goes, and they're right. still working with uh, the city for permitting, and uh, just a big pain in the ass. Yeah, look, it is. Uh, look, a shout-out to the city from us. We... We lodged plans in basically early January of 2016, and we were open in September. So it went pretty quick. Um, so that we had wonderful architects, we had a good contractor, and basically me there every day with my so size 12 up the contractor's ass to make sure that we got things done in time. So we built that thing, physically built it in about two months. Nice. Or three months, sorry, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but from the planning process... My advice to everyone out there is don't ever go cheap on anything. Um, get the right people working on the right things and, and it will and it helps an incredible amount. It'll save you tons on the back end. So I agree to that. I agree with that because um, uh, that's 
when just this pub whenever I bought this place. Uh, you know, I could have probably figured out how to do a lot of permitting and licensing myself, but I hired an attorney, and they said it will probably take about two to three months and happen in a month. So wow. nice. much, much faster. I'm just getting, right. the, getting that way. Uh, no, man, it's pretty awesome, man. I, I like I like the fact that you guys are, ended up here in Houston. That's, I'm very happy for that, especially right down the street from me. Nice. Um, Carrie, it's pretty, you know, it's exciting that, that you're here brewing Thank beer you. as a brewmaster here in Houston. And you guys are making fantastic beers. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks. And we're hoping to, to do the nice crossover. Well, not the crossover, but it's a blend of culture between Australia and Texas, really. So, and that's what we're hoping to achieve over there at Platypus. Um, I think Australians and US, which this is a good thing, have rather different cultures. And as I say, that's a positive thing. But when you come to Texas, there are a number of crossovers and a number of uh, similarities to, to certainly what I'm used to back home. And I think we try to create that and try to create uh, that fusion or blend or whatever you want to call it over at Platypus, you know, the deck that we have outside, people just coming in and relaxing and chilling out. That's definitely an Aussie way to have a beer, and it's definitely a Houston way to have a beer. And, and uh, you're going to have some rugby games games on TV? You absolutely <laughs> Yeah. <can. laughs> well, um, what events do you guys have coming up? We're going to be starting to do crawfish every Saturday. When does that start? First weekend of March? Yeah, we're looking at the first weekend of March. We've got a new spring menu coming out with new chef Chris uh, Chris on, on uh, point. So he's about to release a new menu next week, uh, which is going. we're really looking forward to that. Uh, then, yeah, crawfish will be early March. Yeah, I think the fir- whatever the first Saturday of March and every Saturday after that. So come eat crawfish and drink beer on the patio. And then we also do brunch, but we had a brunch menu, but our new chef is going to do a different brunch menu every Sunday. So that should be fun. So we're lightening up the menu, keeping it dynamic. Uh, uh, brewery tours is the other thing. So I think we've, uh, pe- uh, we've got a lot of feedback on that today, which has been wonderful. And it's been a little bit ad hoc, but from here on, we'll be doing Friday afternoons, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, come in, have a pint, grab some, grab a lunch, and uh, and come and uh, have a wonderful brew tour. I think that's a great idea. Thanks. So, platypusbrewing.com. Look them up. You can have a whole list of beers there. Follow them on Facebook because that's where a lot of the information comes out. And if you haven't been over there, you definitely need to go check this brewery out. They're right by downtown off of Washington Avenue. And go hang out over there, have some good beers, and have some food. Meet the gang behind Platypus. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming and hanging out. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great to be here. Yeah, well, I'm going to pour some more of this double IPA, so that means I probably should end the show uh, about (laughs) right now. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for listening. (laughs) Buffalo Bayou, they sponsor the podcast. You can find that on iTunes. You can go to drinkabasers.com, listen to all these old episodes of this wonderful program. And, again, this episode was sponsored by Rogue Ale's Chocolate Stout. It is a beautiful beer, and the Double Stout is another one that they have that, you know, if you feel like stepping it up a little bit, then go and grab the Double. But if you just want to make it good, then uh, throw some roses, get get uh, some chocolate stout, and that makes for a great Valentine's Day gift. But talk to everybody next week. Uh, everybody be safe out there. 